Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19. All new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-whim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Celebrate the holidays at Hale Varsity Club with an exciting lineup of holiday-themed events like Ugly Christmas Sweater Karaoke and Holiday Music Bingo, plus happy hour all day on New Year's Eve during college football bowl games. Hale Varsity Club has something for everybody. Stop in this month to try our new menu items like the Nashville Hot Honey Chicken, Crispy Breaded Wings, and the Benning Burger. It's a spicy burger named after Damon Benning. Visit HaleVarsityClub.com for the full event calendar and make a reservation now. The best food in the world isn't on your typical delivery apps. It's right down the street in your very own neighborhood. With Chef, you can enjoy authentic dishes from over 90 different countries, freshly prepared by your local neighbors and delivered right to your door. With over 1 million dishes served, your local cooks spend hours preparing your meals with care plus attention you won't find anywhere else. Explore a world of flavor today at Chef.com. That's Chef with an S dot com. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Hot Up the Mess, a podcast brought to you by The Dip. I am your host, Samantha Bush. And guys, I'm back. I'm back again. I mean, just this summer, I feel like has just been a little bit chaotic. I've had a lot going on. There was a wedding that I was in and then um, everything that followed after that. And then, of course, I was just, I mean, if you, I don't want to say, of course, like, what if you don't know? I don't know why I said that, but I was in Miami last weekend for a bachelorette. That's why there was no Hot Up the Mess last week. Um, Miami guys, I was thriving. I was like very, very, very skeptical of Miami because I had gone when I was like 19 or 20 and it wasn't like the best experience I've ever had. Um, hang on, I'm cracking the spindrift, spindrift. If you want to sponsor. Yeah. So I was just like, I didn't really know what to expect, but then of course I watched Real Housewives of Miami and I was like, looks like a good fucking time. And I was also like so inspired by all like the bright clothes. Like I was so excited to do all that. And guys, Miami is a great time. I had the best time. It was a bachelorette for one of my really good friends, Elise. She's getting married in September. Everyone around me seems to be getting married. I, you know, I didn't have the group of friends that everyone got married when they were like 25 and 26. Like I feel like there's like these spurts. Like I feel like there's like the people that got married when they were 22, like the group of people. And then you knew the people, you know, that got married when they were 26. And then now that we're like almost 30, now it's like a whole new batch. And those are my group of friends. Like this year I've had four, this will be my fourth friend getting married. So it's very exciting. And yeah, I mean, there's so much to talk about. Real Houses of 
um, Ultimate Girls Trip to the Ex-Wives Club is on. And I've, I feel rejuvenated. I feel so happy. Peacock just knocks it out of the fucking park again and again. Like, for Ultimate Girls Trip 1, I loved it. I loved that they broke the fourth wall. They talked about their shows. They talked about, I mean, obviously, Teresa and Melissa talked about their problems, which nothing new there. But it was so, I love, I took it down like a smooth spin trip. Oh, so refreshing. And then, of course, they did Real Hustles of Miami, which was like the perfect little delectable little treat. Like every single week I looked forward to it um, because it was fun and lively and drama coming from every which way. I, I It was just so good. It felt so different. Like it felt dynamic. It didn't feel so stale. And sometimes I have been like I was saying, you know, I think last week, like I've just felt kind of like, ugh, like with the whole thing, like it just feels so stale and repetitive and we know the storylines are coming. It's just like, ugh. So Ultimate Girls Trip 2 is really giving me everything. It has Eva from Atlanta, Phaedra obviously from Atlanta, Dorinda and Jill from New York, Taylor from, and Brandy from Beverly Hills, uh, Tamara and Vicky from Orange County. And I think... Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't forgetting anybody. But you know who I feel like they really could have added to the mix? I'm not sure how she would do, but I feel I would have really loved to see her maybe. I mean, I hate to say this, maybe over Jill. Jill hasn't really been giving me that much this, you know, this go around. Maybe that will change because at the end of the last episode, her and Dorinda were kind of going at it. She's very, Jill is very sensitive. Like we all must remember this. Like Jill is a sensitive girl. And I think Caroline Manzo would be an incredible addition. Because I haven't seen that woman on my television in years. And that's kind of what I wanted. Like I like that we didn't know anything about Taylor or Phaedra. Like I haven't seen them in a long time. Um, or Eva, really. But Eva, like, I, I wasn't sure. I feel like she was just pregnant the whole time on her season. So we didn't really get to see Eva, you know, really get into it. I, I liked her on the show, obviously, of course, on America's Next Top Model as well. And let's see with Vicky and Tamara. Like, we just haven't seen them on our screens in so long that it's been nice to kind of catch up with them. Like, to see Kennedy be a full-ass, like, adult is so crazy because like I mean you remember her tea party you remember her tea party as a young girl so it's just really it's so I love that so I would love to see Caroline I think she would be so funny with Dorinda she would be like this bitch is fucking nuts also Caroline would kill Dorinda in the lasagna off let's be clear and I you know I really struggle with Brandy I do there are moments where I love her and I think she's a really really sweet girl but then there are other moments where I'm like can you just shut the fuck up (laughs) like she just can't help herself she just can't get out of her own way and in a very different way than Dorinda because with Dorinda it's like it's like I've never seen anyone act this way but her Like with Brandy, it's just a lot of shut the fuck up. It's a lot of you're a bitch, you're this, you're that, like that. That's like whatever. That's a cakewalk compared to Dorinda, in my opinion. Dorinda is like a full-blown Airbnb hostess menace. 
she is like one of my nightmare vacations. And I say that as Dorinda being like one of my favorites of all time. I don't like to be micromanaged. I hate it. The moment I feel someone start to like, this is the Sagittarius coming out of me. I'm a Scorpio, but I'm also a double Sag. So know that. I, the moment I start to feel like a tightening and like a control is the moment I freak the fuck out inside. I'm like, this is not doing it for me. I don't want to be told when I'm eating, where I'm going, what I'm wearing. No. And I get that sometimes on vacation. You, I like a plan. I'm a girl that loves a plan. I love a reservation. Like I love a, we're going to be at the beach club at 1230. That's fine with me. But to be told that there's like plaques in my house and being reminded like, don't wear your shoes. Like, because here's my thing. I I mean, maybe because I'm just not a type A person. uh, I just feel like if you decide to have people in your home, you got to roll with it. And you got to just realize these are guests. They're human beings. They might forget to take off their you know, Birkenstocks on the way up the stairs. They might eat a yogurt in their room. Um, The whole concern of mice because they eat yogurt or a fruit bowl seems odd because then that tells me like there's clearly a a mouse issue here. (laughs) We got some ratatouilles running amok. We got ratatouille in the kitchen making that lasagna. That's what that's telling me because – That just seems odd. Like the one time, you know, they bring yogurt. It's like, oh, no. So I felt for Tamara. Like, I I think Tamara is this way, too. Like, she doesn't like being told what to do. And like the constant beating her over the head with this fucking rules. I, I would scream at Dorinda, too. I'd be like, shut the fuck up. Like, I would lose my mind. Because I hate that. I hate that feeling so much <sighs> I like uh, thinking about it talking about it like I'm like inside is getting like tight for me because it just really bothers me and I'm respectful of people's homes let's be clear I'm not one of those people like Ramona like ripping lights off the walls like you know stomping my feet with dirt and like getting it all on her fancy carpets that's not what I'm doing but like treat me like a human being treat me like an adult have respect for me And as a guest, that's just my thing. I dated a guy once whose grandmother was so fucking anal to the point like we would go up to their uh, summer house up north and it was like, it was not relaxing. You left that trip like so tense. She was upset one time because I used the wrong hand towel. I accidentally used the decorative hand towel instead of the other one I mystery TBD on where that one was supposed to be found to wipe my hands after I washed them in the bathroom like it's just people like that like then don't have people stay with you you know what I mean like if you're gonna fucking control everything that they do and like get anal about like dish towels and like this and that then don't have people over like because then you're making them uncomfortable you're making it very awkward I don't know like I just don't I don't like that. It really, really bothers me. And Dorinda's being a little bit insufferable. I have to be honest. And I love my girl Dorin. I love her. But she's got to pull back on the drinking. 
She's got to pull back on the drinking. She's got to rein it in because that's when she, I mean, like Lou said, she's starting. She's starting and it's not a good look because you don't have the other New York women to counterbalance her. Like we don't have Ramona. We don't have Sonia. We don't have the snatch guard. We don't have the, you know, the Tinsley. Like we don't have those girlies. And I mean, we got Jill who's crying up in the attic. Guys, that attic where they're doing the confessionals is so funny to me. Like, they're truly in her attic next to Santa and like a dollhouse. It's so flowers in the attic. It's it's giving, you know, orphanage energy. It's so weird. It's so weird. But I love it. And I love Dorinda's home. The grounds are beautiful. I, I truly think it's like breathtaking because we really over... We only saw it once in the fall, that one season that they did Halloween there, um, where Ramona famously said, oh, it looks like Bethany's crying. And it was like that like creepy zombie girl. Um, swear to God, nothing has been more accurate. But the grounds, I mean, are just breathtaking. Like this woman is running a manor. Um, I really could have done without the bourbon tasting, like because it's just so like product placement, like so like I'm going to sell my bourbon and for her to be for Dorinda to be upset that Brandy said that she would want to be back on the show is fucking nuts. Brandy was like, "Yeah, why do you think you're doing this? Like, obviously, you want to be back." And people are saying, "Well, Andy did go on serious and say that Dorinda was put on pause, blah blah blah." It's like, "I'm sure Andy said that. That doesn't mean she still wasn't fired." You know what I'm saying? Like like Tamara said, she was like, I was stomped to the ground. I just, Dorinda was like a little bit more honest about it. I remember when I interviewed her a few months ago. Um, that's actually crazy because it wasn't a few months ago. It was like November. <laughs> I don't know what time is anymore. But, you know, she she said she was put on pause. And I love that for her. But I also don't think that that's accurate. You know, I don't think that that's the truth. I think you were fired. And I think it's okay to just accept that. Oh, we got to talk about Tammy Sue. I fucking love her. I just, there is something about Tamara where I just want to like sit back and talk shit with her. Like, I just know that she would, she would be that bitch. Like, it would be amazing because I do think the women are 100% right when they say that Tamara acts different when Vicky's not around. And I think Tamara even acknowledges that. She's like, Vicky's a lot. She's a lot to handle. She's a lot to like manage. It takes a lot of energy. It, it's distracting. Um, but I find Tamara so beautiful. Like in her confessionals, she's so glossy and her hair's down to her ass. And she's got those curly waves and her titties are out and she's so tan. Like... I need her back on my screen. I need Tamara Sue Waddle Judge to be holding an orange. I need her holding that fucking orange. I need her arguing with Heather Debro. I need her and Shannon teaming up with me, maybe Crazy Noella. That is what I want to fucking see. Because as you guys, if you, I mean, maybe you don't know, but it came out a couple weeks ago that Tamara and Kelly don't really like to mention her on this podcast, but... They did confirm that Heather did push that producer. And for me, the calmness, the calm anger that Heather had to exude to try to counter 
act the thought like her rage because it's like you can't say you pushed a producer and then rage about it because then they'll be like yeah obviously look at you you're fucking losing your mind but she had to be calm and that is scary that is a scary place to be because that's when I get really angry I either one I cry or I get like silent and I'm just like I don't even know what to say because the things about to come out of my mouth are going to eviscerate you I am one of those people who is very calm I try to be like I try to like really let shit go I'm like whatever because it to me a lot of shit doesn't matter I always I took this advice from my old work mom at my old job like a few years ago she said the best advice she gave me for in a relationship is is it going to matter in two weeks if this is a fight if this is a thing that's going to matter two weeks from now talk about it work it out but if it's like you left the toilet seat up like shut up like that's what I mean so it takes a lot for me to get like it's like a build and once you build up to a certain point I literally I have to remove myself from the conversation and I let this I let these people know if I'm in an argument with someone I let them know I'm like you gotta stop you've got to stop because things will fly out of my mouth that I cannot take back it's not a great quality but it's my truth and that's I feel like uh, I don't know I just feel like Heather is just a, someone who has just a lot of calm rage and it's very scary. But anyways, back to girls. Sorry for that rant. Uh, back to girls trip. Um, Vicky is like giving it to me now that she's not suffering from, you know, a devastating sinus infection. I was like, why are you here exactly? And I don't get I, I need Vicky to stop protecting the men in her life because they're trash. Steve Lodge is a monster. And as we know, Steve Lodge is now married to that woman that he was cheating on Vicky with, that young uh, blonde. Who would want to marry Steve Lodge? I don't know. But I'm kind of glad these women are like rallying around her and they're like, listen, girl, he's a monster and you deserve love. But I think Vicky, anyone that says they're all about positivity and light probably are some of the darkest people you know. It's kind of like the people with the Instagram bios, like with a, you know, Corinthians, 7-Eleven and God first and, you know, happiness, wife, you know, whatever. They're the meanest people on the internet. <laughs> they will come into your DMs and say the cruelest shit to you. And you're like, huh? That's not very Instagram bio of you. So you got to watch out for those people. And Vicky, I think, is just one of those people like she just attracts like negativity in her life. I mean, it, it's just the facts. And it's a tough look because you do want the best for Vic. You do. She just has that quality. She is the OG of the OC. I do like that the women do recognize who she is and what. And they basically all had jobs because of Vicky Gunvalson. And Tamara Judge. I hope Tamara Judge gets her dues on this little trip, too, because as we know, she created Housewives the way we know it is today. Um, so I hope that gets, you know, a little a little support and love. Guys, speaking of support and love, I want to talk about Eva and Taylor 
that moment between those two, I, I was choked up. I was emotional. They aren't people that I would really expect to bond, but because I kind of honestly forgot like what they had in common. And so to see them come together and like have this really beautiful moment was just so delightful, honestly. And, you know, it's devastating what they had to go through. But at the same time, like they come out, they came out on the other side. They're both advocates for, you know, people that are in domestic violence situations. And I think it's lovely. And that story about little Kennedy in her car seat was, oh, gave me the chills. She was like, mommy, why would you want to be a man that screams with you? And I think Taylor edited that a little bit. I bet you Kennedy didn't say scream. I'm just saying. And I mean, then that brings me to the Brandy and Taylor of it all. Brandy, what the fuck, dude? Like, she just can't help herself. She's having this nice moment with Taylor and then is somehow making Taylor's abuse and, you know, her husband committing suicide about her. And I was like, no, Brandy, like, this isn't it. I what I really need is a reunion. I need these girls on the couches or on Zoom. Honestly, I don't give a fuck. We can do it on Zoom. I can have little, you know, Aiden and Mr. President wandering in the background with Phaedra. Um, I don't care. I just I want it because I feel like there's drama and conflict that needs resolve rather than the first girl's trip where it was like just a lot of kumbaya, a lot of bonding, a lot of trips given to one another and games. And um, well, I guess I have one thing too. I've been talking for 20 minutes. and I'm like, I guess I have one thing. So stupid. The thing is with the Dorinda and the house, like I was saying at the beginning of the episode is I think it, she just goes on this like power trip and I would have, I think I would have liked to see Dorinda out of that. Like I do love seeing the house and everything like that. Obviously it's iconic, but I think it gave her this like one up on the other women that I just wish was kind of stripped away. You know what I mean? And I know production wanted it there. I know production's making her do these games and making aerobics. Like I understand that, but just herself and like the quote unquote like hierarchy, she just can easily be like, well, this is my house and you're not going to do blah, blah, blah. And I don't like that. I want even playing field. Um, that's pretty much all I have for girls trip right now. I mean, I've been loving it weekly. I look forward. I mean, the three episodes that came out while I was in Miami was truly killing me because I couldn't watch it. So I came home, snuggled in my bed, watched every minute. I was watching every frame. There was times I rewound. I've already rewatched it several times. Um, and then of course, you know, it comes out every Thursday, I think at midnight. So that's exciting. I do want to talk about Beverly Hills where to begin so last week I didn't do an episode because I was on vacation but I do want to just kind of touch on last week's episode as well as this week's last week's episode I mean we're still on that fucking trip that I do not care about and I just it felt like it was going on and on I was like nothing is happening yet so much happened but I still couldn't like really grasp it it was like it felt like a lot of Salt Lake City did this past year where I was just like, what is going on? Like someone's crying, someone's yelling, someone's arguing. And while I love that, I also don't understand what they're really fully arguing about. So 
it's very strange. It's very strange. Now we get to this week's episode, and I am so glad it's Garcelle focused. I love that bitch. I love Garcelle. I love her family. I love her new friend Cherie that we're meeting. I, you know, Oliver's so hot. I love her sons. Like they're just a cute family, and I just love seeing her shine. And as we know from Watch What Happens Live, she did get her Birkin. So cheers to Garcelle. And it's her birthday, and guys, Diana's fucking weird. I can't make heads or tails of this woman, and I don't care to. I find her to be such a flop. I can't even tell you. Watching her is a painful, honestly. This whole issue she has with Garcelle is so strange. And it feels I'm side eyeing it a little bit. If you're picking up what I'm putting down, it just feels very, very weird. Like two days you said you weren't coming because you were on your deathbed. And now you're here and you're bringing a lot of attitude and you're bringing your weird boyfriend in his hat. And I don't, I don't need to see that. I, I just don't enjoy her. I don't, I do. I enjoy the new kind of drama she's bringing, I guess. Sure. But it's just like, she's kind of nasty. She's nasty. I just, I just can't figure her out. And now she's posting this weird stuff about Garcelle and Haiti. And I just, what's going on? What's going on? But I enjoyed Sutton arguing with her. And Kyle needs to shut the fuck up. Kyle was like defending Diana in a way that I was like, what are you doing? And I'm also very intrigued by Garcelle being mad at Kyle for doing the splits. I know that I know something is coming on that because they they spent a moment of Garcelle glaring at her being like, no, no, no. You're not showing your cookie while my children are around. That's fucking weird. It's weird. I mean, I, it was a rentless episode. We saw her in the bathtub. I was like, get her out of here. Just goodbye. Is it, this is, I think this is Rena's swan song. Honestly, it's, I, I think we're done here. I think we're done. We did get a Kathy Hilton mention and that did, you know, wake me up a little bit. So we're, I think we're, I think we're itching towards the, um, itching, inching, 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 not itching towards the Aspen trip, which is really all I want. Like that's where the drama really starts. Like I'm into it. Um, Diana is thinking this is like her villain era. I was like, girl, shut up. Like you're so weird. And even Sutton was like, will you shut up? Like you, I love when people tell people to shut up. I think it's funny. I think it's so childish, but it also is like very direct. And it's just like, will you shut the, f-? it's not shut the fuck up. It's just, will you shut up? Like, I think it's funny. I don't know. I mean, it's very childish, but sometimes when the right delivery into the right person, it's very fitting. Like, I feel like someone told Kelly to shut up. Oh, Heather DeBro told Kelly Dodd to shut up on the van in Ireland. And that that was lovely. I loved that. I just want to say thank you guys so much for listening. As always, please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. I will be back next week where I talk about the Kardashians and how they seem to be shape-shifting right before our very eyes. I can't get a handle on what's going on over there. And yeah, I will see you guys all on, around all on Instagram, at Bravo Historian, and at Take Your Zoloft on Twitter. Have a great weekend and a great, oh my God, a great 4th of July. I'm not feeling very patriotic this year. So, I mean, do what you will. So I will see you guys around. Bye.
What exactly are microplastics? They're small, man-made. They're less than five millimeters long and they're around you every day. Microplastics are toxic. They cunningly seep into water, the air, and the things we eat. By contaminating our food chain, they make their way to you. Through vegetables at the supermarket, and yes, through fruit too. They're literally everywhere. That's the problem at hand. Every cigarette butt you see on the ground contains 15,000 strands. Learn more at undo.org. Big tobacco cigarette butts filter practically nothing and are made of microplastics that are toxic and cunning. More than 15,000 fibers lurk in every cigarette butt you see. Could they harm your families? Quite possibly. They could end up inside of you, your bodies, their prey. New studies even indicate possible links to mutations in DNA. An evil lie with the future's worth of harm. To the world, now you know. So sound the alarm. Learn more at undo.org.